y'all. Thank you for uh, listening to the Homie Wan Kenobi podcast. Uh, this is episode six. I highly appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, <clears throat> we're going to start off by talking about Antonio Brown and how stupid uh, dude made himself look. A lot of people thought that uh, he was a mastermind. Meanwhile, myself and very few people think it was something bigger than that. I actually thought, well, think. Dude is mentally ill. Nothing's wrong with being mentally ill, but something's wrong with dude. He had guaranteed money. A lot of people would die to be in his position, and I guess you could say he took advantage of it. Or he didn't cherish the moment. I mean, yeah, a lot of bullshit happens, but then again, it's the NFL. It was it uh, 32 teams? 32 of the teams is white owners, and they all old as hell. I think the youngest is like 66 years old. So, 10 times out of 10, they done you know was racist one point at a time. I mean, just just facts. In younger days, they was racist as shit. So they don't want to see no black people with any type of power, unless if it's stats on the field. That's all they care about. Like, come on, Antonio Brown. Like, supposed to be better than that. What was it first? He was uh, complaining about the helmet, and then it was the frostbites, and then um, he had uh, checked the GM. Went on social media, talking dirt bad about uh, the GM. Got mad at him when he fired him. I was cussing his ass out. All type of shit. Like, dude was just acting like a fucking clown. And I, you know, I, I like to see brothers and sisters do good in life. I want every brother and sister to do good. I want everybody to be great, not good. Let, let us all be great. Like, we have it in us. We can all be great. And he just fucked it up. And... So he was happy on Instagram, called his grandma, said he got released and all that bullshit. He got picked up by the Patriots. That was a great pickup. Only played one game, had a touchdown. You know, everything looked good. Everybody, you know, all Patriots fans happy that they got Antonio Brown. So he looked good. Then that second week, um, he had texted the woman, you know, just saying you were lying and shit. It's like... They all going to do that shit, man. Uh, you got to shake that shit off. And now, first Nike dropped him. And, you know, that's not good when Nike dropped you. And then the Patriots end up cutting his ass. And then he hopped on Twitter. Was saying, you know, he got fired on his day off on a Friday. So, I don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. I mean, I feel like he has people in this corner to help him out. I mean, shit, he got fucking DJ Khaled. You see how positive dude be. Even Big Sean was talking about how he went over and got advice from DJ Khaled. Like, some, somebody in Antonio Brown's camp is telling this dude to do all the wrong things. And, like I was telling my little buddy, he has DJ Khaled. That's self-explanatory. Both from Miami. I'm pretty sure he's up the street. One phone call away. So, I don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. Like I said, white people runs the NFL. 32 owners, 32 teams, uh, 32 white GMs. The 
assistant GMs. The only uh, black people that you see in the front office is all the scouts. I mean, this is just facts. And um, 30, uh, of course, 32 uh, NFL coaches, head coaches. And there's only three black people. Like, come on now. Like, self-explanatory. Like, right, the white people run it. They don't want to see no black people have any type of say-so. Like, come on, Antonio Brown. You know this, man. You know this. But NFL season, overall, it's okay. It's kind of disappointing for me because my Redskins, we 0-3. I think it's over for Jay Gruden. First game, Philly was up 17-0. I mean, yeah, we was playing without uh, Jordan Reed, our best offensive weapon, and uh, Trent Williams. I don't know what's going on with Trent Williams. I think it's best if we just go ahead and trade, dude. It's plenty of teams that need a left tackle. Texans, Chiefs, 49ers. They're willing to give up a first, second rounder. I'll take a first rounder. But we give up. If we trade Trent Williams for a second round, we need a player too. But I think we just need to go ahead and get rid of that, get rid of uh, Trent Williams, trade him. I love him to death. He's a great. He's uh, the goat right now. He's the best in the business. If you don't believe what I'm saying, ask the best pass rushers in the NFL. They'll tell you about Trent Williams. And then the second game against Cowboys. I mean. Cowboys are the best in the division. I hate to say it. I really hate to say it, but, you know, they're the best in the division. We lost 31-21. Case Keenum looked real good first two games. Defense has been looking horrible. I don't know what's going on with the defense. Last year, defense was great. <laughs> like, we started off 6-3. and three. They was great. And for most of the, after Alex Smith went down, the defense was still Pretty um, playing pretty good. We were still in you know ball games, so I don't know what's going on. And off season, uh, the front office was looking to uh, replace uh, Minuski. I know we had looked at uh, Ty Bowles, but he turned that down to go uh, to the Buccaneers. And we looked at a couple other uh, defense coordinators, and that was kind of a red flag there. And it's like if like with Minuski and then Bruce Allen, our president. They were saying that Minuski was in the meetings when we was interviewing defensive coordinators. They were trying to say that that to help Minuski, you know, be a better defensive coordinator, but that's fucking bullshit. He was just looking to be replaced. And then Todd Bowles took the Buccaneers job. My personal opinion, even though I'm a Redskins fan, Todd Bowles should have took the job. Because Jay Gruden, everybody know around the NFL, this is his last season. If he don't make the playoffs, it's over. And not only, just because he made the playoffs, I wouldn't bring him back for the seventh year. He had to win a playoff game. Like, it's crazy. I love, I, I like Jay Gruden. And I had sat back and thought about it. I'm like, what is the real reason you like Jay Gruden? Is it because, everybody know I'm a diehard Louisville fan. Is it because he used to play for Louisville and... You know, it's been a whole bunch of bullshit going on with the Redskins. Like, as far as, like, injury-wise, like, I don't think no team has been hurt more than us. And 
said seemed like Jay Gruden's a good guy, but head coaches, some of them, is better off as coordinators. I think Jay Gruden is a good offensive coordinator. A lot of people felt like he got the job because his last name and his brother. It might be true, or it might be Bruce Allen's Buccaneers connections. Because remember, he, he was at the Buccaneers and Raiders. And he was at the Buccaneers with the Gruden. So I feel like that is. That's the reason why Jay Gruden got the job. And if I was Daniel Snyder, I feel like you just clean house as far as everywhere, for real. You have to get rid of the training staff. You have to get rid of Jay Gruden. And speaking of Daniel Snyder, Jay Gruden is 35-48-1. It's 42%. No black coaches should last in that long. Probably like two, three years. But six years, no black coaches should last in that long with a 42-win percentage. And like I said, I'm a fan, so I'm always, always chirping my squad. But there has never was it only been one time we came back. If we not leading, we not winning the game. And then just watching that Bears game this past Monday night, I'm big on body language. Jay Gruden just sitting there like sit on I don't know. Jay Gruden just sitting there looking fucking stupid. Fucking glasses at the tip of his nose, the headset on his fucking forehead, like I'm big on body language, but I'm like, dude, offense ain't doing nothing. Uh, fucking Case Keenum, fucking five turnovers. You're not getting on his ass. You dropped a quarterback first round, and you saying he's not ready. Is it that he isn't ready, or you're not good enough to coach for him to fit? And before the season, I'm like, I told myself, I'm like, we were still in games with Josh uh, uh Josh Johnson at quarterback. We were still fucking in game. So I'm thinking Jay Gruden is an offensive minded coach. I mean, of course, he's an offensive minded coach, just he can adjust. Like, it's currently that Haskins has the better arm. Case Keenum been missing hella deep throws. But one thing I do give uh, Jay Gruden, I mean, still hasn't, I mean, still early in the season, but one thing I do give him is cutting Josh Doxson and starting uh, Terry McC- uh, McLaurin. That boy's a beast. The only player in NFL history, first three games, five receptions and a touchdown. At least five receptions and a touchdown. And then was after two games, he was talking about how he ain't never lost uh, two games in a row. So we need more players with that mindset. And it just seemed like players just used to fucking losing. Like, we have too many fucking talented people on this fucking roster to be looking the way we look. Pass rush hasn't been there. Ryan Kerrigan hasn't been doing too much. Montez Sweat. I mean, he had a sack last game, but defense hasn't been looking too good. I mean, the best defender you could probably, like, you could argue it is fucking Cole Holcomb. And he's a fucking rookie. Drafted the fifth round. You can, you can argue that this 2019 draft class was probably the best draft class that we had since I've been a fan been a fan since what 07 08 I mean yeah first round Haskins and uh, Montez Sweat he looked good third game I mean they rookies at the end of the day then you draft the Terry third round that's self-explanatory 
fourth and fifth round, you got uh, Cole Holtman and uh, Wes Martin, the uh, offensive guard in the fourth round. He's still learning his way. Um, we had got uh, Eric Flowers. He's still, well, he got drafted by uh, Giants. He was a left tackle. Wasn't, you know, really good at that position. And then he went to Jaguars, and a lot of people was like, Eric Flowers, he, he's just going to allow sacks to happen. We moved him to left guard in the first three games. He's been looking pretty fucking good. And you can honestly say he's been looking better than Brandon Sheriff. I mean, yeah, Brandon Sheriff is working his way back from injury, but you can argue that. So, I said, we got pieces. It's still early in the season. You never know what's going on. In my opinion, I feel like we just need to go with Haskins. Case Keenum is just looking horrible. And then our receiving core is pretty is better than what people think. So, honestly, it's pretty. It's, it's, it's a lot of season to go. I'll still get rid of Jay Gruden. And if you think, if you look in um, Daniel Snyder's perspective, he been uh, he bought the team in the '90s, late '90s, and just let's just think about what he had in the house once upon a time. He had the Shanahan's Cal, I mean Mike Shanahan. Cal Shanahan, offensive coordinator, Sean McVay. And then you draft the RG3. We had that great year, 10 to 6. I think one, six, seven, I think it was seven straight games we won. Pretty good game. RG3 got hurt later on in the season. I think week 14 against the Ravens. And then um, set playoffs. And then that next season, it was just chaos. Like the owner just, he, he, he just, he, after RG3 had that great rookie year, he basically gave him the keys and he shouldn't have done that shit. So it was on Daniel Snyder. It was the only fuck shit really Daniel Snyder did. And that resulted into the Shanahan's leaving. If you didn't give RG3 the keys after that great rookie year, we'll probably have Cal Shanahan right now. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, it was, it was, should have been Mike Shanahan coaching. And then after he retired, Kyle Shanahan. And then you let Kyle Shanahan go to um, to the Falcons. Matt Ryan MVP. Weak ass 49ers turned them around. And then you had Sean McVay. You let the you you granted the Rams. You didn't even have to let the Rams interview them. You let the Rams interview him. They got his ass. And fucking Rams is back relevant. Like, Daniel Snyder, you have to look in the fucking mirror and just, like, ask yourself, like, what the fuck is going on? And then, like, process of elimination, you got another young head coach in Kevin O'Connell. And I feel like if Jay Gruden was to uh, be let go, that would be our intern. And what if he's not a great... Coach, but in the back of your mind, you looking at like I had great young offensive minded coaches and Cal Shanahan and Sean McVay, and I let them walk away. I honestly feel like Kevin O'Connor would be the next head coach, and honestly, he hasn't had too much on his resume. I mean, first couple of games, it was great, not great, good play calls, been doing a little different, but I don't know. My opinion, if uh, we play Giants this week, if we don't win, it's time for some changes. 
I said this past week it was time to let uh, Minuski go and um, promote uh, Jim Tomsula. He was a former head coach, 49ers as well. D-line head coach, D-line loves him. It's the, probably the best uh, uh, D-line has looked since I've been a fan. I felt like that was the best thing to do. But if we lose against the Giants, you just need to go ahead and fire Jay Gruden, Minuski. Go ahead and let uh, Kevin O'Connell be the intern head coach for the the season. See how good he is. If he do good and we make a playoff run, that's who you hire as a head coach. But if he doesn't, I would love, <clears throat> I repeat, I would love to see Dabo Sweeney. Everybody know I love Dabo Sweeney. I would love for Dabo to become the Redskins' next head coach. We need that culture change. I feel like there's no culture. You need culture in NFL locker rooms. Dabo Sweeney will for sure bring that. We need that. We need it. Plus, he has swag. Like, we need that. <laughs> That's if Kevin O'Connell don't pan out. But, so that shit's crazy. Fucking, um, they uh, dropped uh, a top quarterback. Of course, Tom Brady's on there, and it's like, how? The best quarterback right now is Patrick Mahomes. That fucking uh, Ravens and Chiefs game was just fucking crazy. Like, I have to see that in, like, in the playoffs. Like, that has to be a matchup. Like, that game was fucking exciting to watch. And, of course, I was cheering for my boy Lamar, Action Jackson, giving them boys that action. Commentator Hollow, you have to wear two. No, no, no. You have to, uh... Tape your ankles uh, double while you playing Jackson. Is he a crush? Like, I know it's basketball term, but he a cross your ass. Make your ass fall. Like, dude, fucking AI somebody. Dude fell, got back up, and fell again. Like, that shit is crazy. <laughs> that shit is crazy. And then, um... I feel like more players is going to start retiring early just because it's more than life than just football and they already done made their money like Andrew Luck I said if you know me I said Jordan Reed's up next he done had about eight concussions since he's been a real skin he's missed the first three games the concussion was suffered over a month ago so I feel like he's gonna be the next I mean you can't can't blame him like you want these you want these players to be able to play with their kids take them to school you know help teach them about life, learn, count, like, you, you want to be able to do it. You don't want to be there and you forget everything because you done had so many concussions. And it's already, you know, you're living comfortably. It's more than football. And then Louisville Live, let's talk about Louisville a little bit. We had um, Caleb Love, and that's who I really wanted. But he cut us off. And there's words saying that uh, Chris Mack had told Devon Smith, He's ranked in the top 50. He uh, visited like two weeks ago that if uh, Chris Mack told him if he committed, he'd still look up. I mean, he'd still be recruiting love, and that's like a slap in the face. And if you really pay attention to recruiting and you had to bet, you would bet all your money that Caleb Love is going to North Carolina. Like, why would he turn down going to North Carolina, walking in, starting to go to Louisville and competing for the starting spot when he can go to North Carolina and start immediately? 
Like, that's what Roy Williams is great to start doing. Point guards, that's one and done. Kobe White to Cole Anthony, and we all know Cole Anthony is going to be one and done. It's over. He's one and done. He's too damn good. And he's been putting in that work with for, former card uh, Chris Brickwood. Um, NCAA football, man, you already know the top teams is going to be Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and that fourth is always up in the air, but it's always those three teams. Uh, no, I'm going to probably put Oklahoma. That's who I actually think they, who, who will win it, Oklahoma. It's just like something different. I mean, he might not win Hasman, but I feel like, I feel like Jalen Hurst is on a mission, and, like, he don't have a grudge towards Alabama because it is what it is, and he went from Alabama to Oklahoma, and his numbers would be way better at Oklahoma than it was at Alabama just because of Lincoln Riley. Fucking out. Man, come on now. He had back-to-back fucking Hasman's group, and he has the opportunity to have three straight. But I feel like they'll probably win it. Clemson, yeah, they got a great defense. But I'm the first person to say this. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is overrated. Yeah, I said it. Trevor Lawrence is overrated. Last year, great defense. Probably the best front seven and one of the best front sevens this fucking decade. Like, they fucking called each, they called themselves the Power Rangers. Every time they got a fucking sack, they all fucking morph. Like, no fucking scrubs is doing that shit. Then he had a running game, and they always got fucking playmakers. Always. He threw five interceptions total last year, and this year he has thrown five as well. Already, first three games. And so I don't really think he's that damn good. A lot of teams is tanking for him. I don't even think it's worth tanking for him. I don't even think it's worth tanking for any of these quarterbacks, to be honest. To be honest. Um, Jalen Ramsey. I don't know what the Jaguars is going to do with him. I mean, you can't replace Jalen Ramsey. I'd rather get rid of the head coach before I get rid of Jalen Ramsey. And I feel like he's that damn good. I mean... He might speak his mind. Not he might. He will speak his mind. But when he's on the field, ain't no receivers putting numbers against him. Jaguars would be stupid to get rid of him. And then with the NCAA, they supposed to hit Kansas and us again. But you know they ain't going to. Fucking hit the top dogs like fucking Dukes and Kentucky and shit. You heard, you, you, y'all heard Gilbert Arenas? You know somebody in the last five years, what well, if he said like two, three people that took over 100K at Duke? And is Duke, is Duke getting looked at? No. The Blue Buzz don't. Kentucky, Duke, see fucking North Carolina, they was able to take fake classes and they was like, oh, they had students in there. They didn't get in trouble. But teams like Louisville, they always get in fucking trouble. Always. I think it's over for recruiting, like basketball. If you're, like, outside of Nike, you shouldn't even recruit top fucking 30 players. Because 98% of them is going Nike. Like, Nike is fucking taking over. There is, uh, if you look up 
on 24-7 sports. The top 21, all of them besides two people, is going to uh, Nike. And the two people that uh, that's not with Nike, they were Under Armour, and they're going to UCLA. Like Chris Mack, if you want to start being great, I mean, yeah, it's cool to start recruiting, I mean, recruit people that's in the top 30, but you have to go harder with people that's between 30 and 70 range. There ain't nothing wrong with it at all, because it'd be motherfuckers outside the top 100 better than people that's in the top 100 in the long run. You got your Victor Aladipos, your Terry Rogers, Dwayne Wade. I can go on and on and on. But I want to switch gears back to uh, football, college football. <clears throat> Talk about Scott Satterfield. Um, we 2-2, two and two, and I feel like he has done a great job when we already uh, tied for wins for last year. And you could just tell these guys really fight to the end. Last year they was giving up, like, Back to what I was talking about, culture with my Redskins, we definitely have a culture with the Louisville Cardinals. We're going to have one of the top running games in ACC in the nation in the next couple of years. <clears throat> we was ranked number one prior to that uh, Florida State game in ACC rushing. Been looking pretty good. Um, beginning of the season, I thought Cunningham was best for the system when Juwan passed for starting, but... I think tables is turned, and I think pass looked better. And uh, maybe Evan Conley probably looked the best. I don't know if he'll get the opportunity right now because it's bouncing back back and forth between Juwan Pass and Malik Cunningham. But I feel like, um, what's his name, Trevor Purdy, that uh, dual third quarterback, 6'2", uh, I think 197 pounds uh, from my Arizona senior. He does it all. I feel like if he was on campus, he would probably be starting. Next year, he's definitely walking in and starting. Like, Scott, you, you, I see the future. You, you, you're killing the game. But not right now. I just see it. He's a winner. That's all you do. But uh, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you very much for fucking with the kid. And have a good one.